Before we jump into today's episode, we want to talk to you about Internet Church. Rich, what is Internet Church? Oh, it's only the best internet gathering this side of the Kailua River. Is the Kailua River a thing? Maybe we should start over. <laughs> let's let's do it again. Ask me again. <laughs> no, let's leave it in. Now no, no, let's talk about Internet Church. Uh, internet Church. Actually, it's a thing we do every other Friday night where we all gather together, uh, encourage the saints in truth. It's uplifting. It's edifying. It's just a time to gather for about an hour on a Friday night or day, depending what part of the world you're in, just to be encouraged by the saints. You you think you would like something like that? Is the Pope Catholic? Uh, you bet your sweet bippy the Pope is Catholic. And uh, Justin, Internet Church is all about gospel freedom. It's good. I'm trying to think of the follow-up question. <laughs> oh, I'm like, man, this thing is lagging. Uh, all right. If No. Absolutely love it. So if you were going to... No. What are we going for? Are we trying to be funny or are we trying to be serious? I don't know. I I mean, whatever. I, we're trying to let people know that... Oh, <laughs> I'm not as gifted as you are in this department, my friend. So join us every other Friday night, 8 o'clock Central, 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern. If you are international and want to add that to your calendar so you don't have to do all the time conversions, head on over to lovereality.org slash circles and add the Internet Church Circle to your calendar. Welcome back to The Move, where we're vibing through the book 10 minutes at a time. I'm your host, Justin Koo, and in today's episode, we're talking about that story where God basically takes a rib from Adam and creates Eve, and perhaps how this story is the story that I've heard misquoted the most growing up as a kid. Today, my guest today is Pastor Ben Williams. Ben, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm excited to be here. Excited to talk about uh, the rib. Absolutely. When I was a kid, and I, and, and I want to know if your experience was the same, Ben. When I was a kid, I would hear the story of Adam naming all of the animals. You remember reading those those blue Bible story books. I don't know if that was something that you grew up mm-hmm. with. But when I was in, in class on the weekends at church, um, you know, we would talk about how Adam would name the animals. And, oh, those are the monkeys, and those are the lions, and those are the tigers, and the bears, oh, mine. And then there was always at some point in the narrative where Adam kind of had this moment of introspective, uh, where he was like, hey, there's a boy, there's a girl, and the one, two, one, two, one, two. And then he almost kind of like looks at himself and realizes that there's no one like him. And he starts to feel kind of like lonely. And that's when God's like, oh, don't worry, I have a plan for you. I'll make Eve. And it wasn't until I was like in college that I realized that that narrative actually isn't what happens in the text, that it's not Adam who realizes that he's alone, that who, who says that it's not good for him to be by himself, that Adam wasn't really even lonely, but it was actually God who says it's not good for man to be alone. And I thought about how interesting that was, and maybe... Maybe I'm I'm thinking too much into this. Maybe I'm reading too far into this. But to me, it starts to ask questions about like soulmates and the idea of everyone should be married. Because you know, if if it's if it's you who notices your loneliness, what there there's some implications there for life growing up as a hormone rage, you know, know, teenager or whatever the case is. I don't know if you've ever had that experience where you're like, I am not meant to be alone by myself or whatever the case is. And I don't know. I just Mm. thought this narrative was interesting that the way the story was told to me as a kid kind of uh, fed my insecurities as a young man. I don't know if you feel like that's relatable at all or am I just crazy here? Oh, definitely. Yeah. And and I think De- when I was reading I'm these crazy. verses, I, 
no, 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 definitely I'm, it's relatable because I think that's the way that I grew up with it too. Mm. And the weird thing too is if if we think of that, if we think of it in that way too, then it's like women women were only created then because it was like an afterthought that like God forgot. Oh. Like Adam's like, hey, you forgot about me. And God's like, oh, my bad. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I guess I can make something else for you. But in like, but in the actual narrative, it's actually like God realizing that there is like a helper that can be made that can, that can actually better creation. Mm. Because I mean, it's beautiful seeing that God is the one that really wants this for Adam. Although maybe Adam felt like he had some kind of like relational loneliness. Mm -hmm. God's the one that noticed it and was like, Hey, actually I'm going to make something good. And it's really interesting to me that he says that the Bible there in, uh, in verse 18, it says, God said, it is not good, Mm. which is interesting because the whole narrative so far has always been God saying, I made this and it's good. I made this and it's very good. But he makes man and he's like, actually, I made man in my image, but it's not yet good. Mm. There actually needs to be something more for it to actually bear my image. Interesting. I was actually talking with Kessia Rain about this in one of the previous episodes, how um, to be made in God's image isn't just a standalone thing that Adam can accomplish mm. on his own, nor is it the kind of thing that Eve on her own accomplishes, but there's something in the togetherness and the communal uh, community relationship between the two of them that is very, very good. And I think it's really cool that, yeah, God's like, all right, guys, I got something even better for you in store. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And I love that it's it's if we believe that God is as intentional as he is, especially with creation, like women, women was not an afterthought mm-hmm. it wasn't like a oops i messed up but it was actually a part of the plan so so that and i think this sorry is, go this ahead is i didn't mean to interrupt you oh go no go ahead no no go you're good go ahead oh, okay so yeah no i just think it's <laughs> i think it's really important that we realize that women was not like an afterthought and it wasn't this like oh well let me like make women only because man is lonely because then what view of what view of womanhood then do we see that right. like women one are an afterthought and two only there to make man not feel lonely but in reality like that's not even close to it. Like women, women were made with intentionality because they are an aspect of God's character that men in and of themselves cannot capture alone. Mm, right. So one of the things I've noticed in this story is the difference in how, how God crafts Eve. And it's a really interesting thing where mm. you know, God is, uh, when it comes to Adam, you know, forming him from the dust, but then he uses a different method, which is really unique, right? Because God speaks mm-hmm. the worlds and the universes and everything else into his, he speaks it. And then with Adam, forms him with his hands and from mm. the dust, then, then why is there a different method here? Is, is there something that uh, we can learn or glean from the idea that, that, that God takes Eve from a rib as opposed from the dust? Mm. Um, I'm sure that there's tons of things. I think the one thing that stands out to me, um, especially at the beginning, is just that they are so connected that they are mm. not separable. Oh. Like this, like man and woman is not something like, a species versus another species, but it's actually one species um, that is interconnected at their very core of who they are. And not only that, but in this time, like ancient Near Eastern, there was lots of different things like certain gods would be taken from the ear of another god or certain gods would be taken from the foot and it would would mean something, like there was meaning to Hmm. it. And it seems like when God takes woman from the rib, she, he is directly showing that she is to be with him, mm. that they are to be standing side by side. And if you think about it, if I'm standing next to you and my rib is lined up with your rib, we're standing shoulder to shoulder in a very equal footing. Mm. I'm not kneeling down next to you. You're not kneeling down next to me. I'm not sitting above you. You're not sitting below me. 
But if I'm standing in my ribs are the things that are connecting us. We're actually standing on equal footing ground. And I think this is, this is really important. So is yeah. is what you're reading into this to 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 talk about like the inequality in like relational mm. position like I, I know that in in Western United States maybe this is less of a trend right now not Western United States, in the West like in the United States I know that there's this pushback against what has historically been like men are the head of the house and women are going to be mm. kind of subservient you're you're saying here that the ideal at least at creation was that men and women were to be equals were to be side by side partners not one leading in the front and one not domineering over the other, but to actually be working in tandem together. Yeah, it seems like it, um, that God in doing this is inviting Adam to see Eve as his equal. And not only they're equal, but they're supposed to be helping each other. And it's really interesting because the, like the word helper even there, like some people like to say that that's like a servant role like mm-hmm. of like, well, Eve was made just to be like less than Adam. But in reality, that word helper is almost almost exclusively used as God's relationship to man. Oh, wow. Of like God being a helper to man in the same way he creates Eve to be a helper to man in the way that like God helps wow. in love and servanthood, but not in some kind of like weird like man is then over God because God is the helper of man. Like we wouldn't say that. Not. And I think in the same way, yeah, God uses that. God used his language so intentionally to say that woman was the helper of man in the same way wow. that God is the helper of man. That's crazy. I, I don't think that we get that in most modern relationships nowadays. Cause like, I, mm-hmm. I know that for, for me, it's, it hasn't been until we've had a kid that I've realized how interdependent my wife and I, Emily and I are, are with each other. Um, because before then it was very like we we accepted the narrative of like we both have our own things going on we have our mm. independent lives we have our independent careers and and not to say that that's bad or wrong or anything like that but it didn't mean often that we depended on each other at some deep and meaningful sense maybe we depended on each mm. other to, to 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 take care of the house and to do the chores and and to to cook meals we would depend on each other in that kind of a way but it was so inconsequential mm-hmm having a kid now, it's like, no, like in order for us to survive, in order for us to do anything, like we're <laughs> really depending on each other now. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so rich. And I think that's coming out here so strong that if you look at it too, when God says Adam literally needs a helper, like what has, what has God actually told Adam, Adam to do so far? One, to like be fruitful, multiply, right. Yeah. But also to have dominion and to take care of the earth. Mm. And in this, he's like, you know what? Actually, Adam can't do this alone. He needs someone to help him. And that's where like he comes in, like Eve comes in, not again to be this like weird servant who just does whatever Adam says, but she comes in because Adam literally cannot do the things that God has asked him to Mm. do. And so then God brings about a helper to literally be the one that stands next to him and they together help each other accomplish the very things that God has called them to do, which is be fruitful and to have dominion, which means to like take care of the earth. Wow, that is powerful. Like I, I don't know that many men are brought up with this this worldview that uh, mm. that they themselves are maybe not sufficient to do everything. Like we we like to be told, yeah. we like to believe that. Oh, I got it. I don't need anybody. Like I'm just <laughs> fine on my own. I'll I'll do it. Just me against the world. And it's like no. Like actually, <laughs> if it's just you against the world, where's the room for God in that? Where's the room for community yeah. in that? And, and it seems like in this early chapters of the of the book, community is one of the most important things. Depending on each other is one of the most important things. And this is this is before things got messy. And so how mm. much more do we wow. need each other now on the other side of of, of the fall, as it were? 
Yeah, what a great point. Hey, and it, it, what if we saw relationships that way? Yeah, whether they are romantic relationships or work relationships or church relationships, like we absolutely do need each other. And and I, I'm learning that more and yeah. more as I, as I become an adult. Uh, as I become an adult, as I uh, as I progress in this, <laughs> I'm like 31 years old. I'm like maybe one of these days I'll no longer be a young adult. I'll actually be an adult in my yeah. life. Um, hey, one of the themes I wanted to touch on because I remember when this was presented to me when I was. I don't know, 17 years old was the idea of sleep. Mm. Like, have you ever wondered uh, or reflected on why is it that God put Adam to sleep in order to create Eve? It's not as though like back then he needed Novocaine or he needed sleep gas because the Mm. surgery was painful. It's not like God's like clumsy when it comes to that, but there's this reason, or uh, I don't know, I'm reading into it. I don't know if this is the actual reason, Mm. but, but there seems to be an intentionality with putting Adam to sleep before creating Eve. Do you have any thoughts on that or should Hmm. I just share my theory? I think just share your theory because I don't have thoughts on it, but I love anything that has to do with sleep. So (laughs) go for it. Are you a sleep enthusiast? Oh, I would say I'm a connoisseur of sleep. (laughs) Very, a man of culture, (laughs) I see. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Okay, so here's my thinking. Um, When God creates Adam, it's just Adam and and God. Like there's this immediate relationship mm. that's super uh, uh, personal. It's super intimate. But then when if if at that point God was then to like, speak Eve into existence, or even to take the rib out of Adam and to create Eve, from the moment mm-hmm. Eve opens her eyes, there's two focal points. There's there's the mm. Godhead. And there's Adam. And so from the beginning, her attention is always going to be split between horizontal mm. relationships and vertical relationships, if we can use that kind of language. And so yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. things that I've wondered is perhaps could God have put Adam to sleep actually for the benefit of Eve so that while Adam is sleeping and Eve opens her eyes for the first time, the only focal point that she has is him. And so in, could this hmm. somehow uh, signify that the importance of us having a, a personal and intimate relationship with God prior to entering into any type of romantic endeavor, into any type of courtship or relationship-seeking kind of uh, uh, phase of our life? Yeah, definitely. I love that. And I think that it's very true because if we don't have that then everything gets out of whack and we actually start to put our partner in the place of God Mm. and then actually have expectations of them that would only be expected of God. And I mean, think about it. Your wife, if she expected you to do everything God did, she is going to be one unhappy woman. It's true. Because you can't do Mm -hmm. it. You you literally can't fill that role. And so unless you have that role filled, we will automatically try to put anything and anyone in that role because that role needs to be filled. And so I think that's a beautiful point. Because if, if she is able to fill that role of, of this, this worshipful relationship of having a, a, a God that's the creator first, then she can actually order Adam correctly as a helper rather than something to be worshipped. Mm. I think that's a, yeah, that's a great point. And how many, how many times, have, I don't know about you, but I know that for me, how many times have I inadvertently and unintentionally allowed my relationships to be the focal point of mm. my worship and adoration? Maybe I didn't actually yes. like get down on my hands and knees and bow down to this person, but when it comes to absorbing my attention and when it comes to mm-hmm. having ownership over my, my emotions and my happiness and my purpose and steering my life, how often have I allowed my romantic relationships or any kind of horizontal relationship to take that place that only Mm. God should be taking. Yeah, that's so real. And I think that that is 
the whole intention of this of this whole passage is just about the relationability of man and woman that we relate to other things but we first what you just said we first need to relate to god because the minute we put anything else there is the minute we're going to be let down we're going to start getting manipulative and controlling and we're just going to really start ruining everything <laughs> Lord knows that's true. Hey, Ben, yeah. this is the point in the episode where normally we would end, but since this is your first time on the move, I wanted to give listeners an opportunity to get to know you just a little bit. Could you give us the breakdown? Who Who is Pastor Ben Williams? What are you about? Give us a, yeah. a, a nice little insight into who you are as a being. Yeah, a little insight. Uh, I am freshly Pastor Ben. Yeah. I have previously been Ben up until the last couple of days. This um, Before so we just, got on the recording, you literally finished yeah. your last course in your uh, yep. seminary. Is What's the right language for this? Uh, pastor school? Yeah, my... my my yeah, seminary, pastor school, master's classes, all of that applies. But yeah, I just finished my master's of, of divinity so that I'm going to start pastoring in Maui um, come here in a couple of weeks. And yeah, I just I grew up in uh, Hagerstown, Maryland. It's a great place. Grew up Adventist, uh, lost faith for a little while, didn't really believe God was real. I think, well, I think more of anything, I just didn't believe that he cared. Mm. I thought maybe something created things, but then he stepped away and God found me and took me on a, on a journey and, and he brought me in and yeah, I don't know. I don't know ever what to say because after I say that, I'm like, that's the core of and, it. And that's, <laughs> that's the, the core of it. No, no, no. I, I think that's important. And and you know what? We'll get to know each other uh, a little bit more as the season continues Definitely. to unfold. But Ben, I'm so stoked that you're here. Thanks so much for being a part of this journey. And I'm excited for further conversations. Yeah, I am too. Thanks for having Absolutely. me. Absolutely. All right, guys. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Take care. Hey, real quick, before you click away, I wanted to invite you guys to be a part of an experience where not only are you listening to the episode, but you're participating in the conversation as well. We have a Facebook community group where episodes are being hosted and conversations are being had. If you have questions about the text, if you have observations that we didn't mention in the episode itself, or even like, God forbid, you found something in the episode that you're like, nah, they're wrong. They didn't get that right. And I want to correct them. We want to welcome that kind of interaction over at the Facebook community group. There's a link below this episode in the show notes or the YouTube description, whichever format or medium you're using. There's a link there. We'd love to invite you to come in to join all the rest of us as we're moving together through the scriptures. I think it'll be a lot of fun and we value your input. So definitely click the link, join us, and we'll see you guys in the community group.